0: what do we know about forgiveness well there is divine forgiveness when it comes to a restored relationship with our creator from the beginning the lord takes the initiative at the core god is love he is merciful and gracious slow to anger He abounds in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping that steadfast love for thousands of generations and forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. psalmist declares, For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving. Ancestor cries out, Help us, O God, of our salvation. I mean, for the glory of your name, deliver us. And forgive us our sins for your name's sake. And I know that there are prayers and petitions and rites of atonement on our part. But actual forgiveness remains the free gift of God. One author says that the history of Israel is the history of a forgiving God in search of repentant people the history of a repentant, or a forgiving God, in search of a repentant people. This whole project that God's involved on is is a persistent story. Forgiving God, searching, longing, seeking anyone's heart who would turn to Him. And even our repentance derives from the loving power of a forgiving God. His love drives us to repentance, seeking His forgiveness. And all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in Jesus. And through Jesus, God was pleased to reconcile to Himself all things by making peace through His blood on the cross. Jesus has rescued us from this power of darkness and transferred us into this kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And his proclamation, kingdom of God, is at hand. Repent, believe good news. Forgiveness of sins, a critical feature of Jesus' kingdom announcement, Even while Jesus hung on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. And so forgiveness, repentance, originate with God. And you just have to ask, do you know the gift that forgiveness is? Do you know What a gift it is that we can begin again. God took the initiative from heaven. He is willing and able, just waiting for you to access His divine power of forgiveness to change your life. And if you've never made a faith commitment to Jesus, believing, Is seeing. Invite you to consider stepping out in faith and accessing the power of God's forgiveness for your soul's health. And for some, I wonder if you've forgotten. With all the hurt and disappointment, with all the broken dreams and grief that come our way, weighed down by the nature of life in this broken world that you've forgotten the real power that in Christ you are forgiven you need not be defined by your sin or your weakness your struggle your hurt brother, if you choose you can be defined by God's love I mean, if anyone is in Christ It's a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Behold, everything becomes new. Is that true? If we confess our sins, that he was faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, is that true or not? Have you forgotten what a gift divine forgiveness is. Divine forgiveness. on the other hand we have human forgiveness and this is where it gets messy we scour scripture and we discover accessing this divine forgiveness to some extent depends on us forgiving each other have the Lord's prayer forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And Jesus says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And human forgiveness is messy because accessing Divine forgiveness, to some extent, is dependent on us forgiving each other. Human forgiveness is messy because we're hurt. And I want to spend a little time talking about hurt. People hurt us. And and so we can only forgive people. Can't forgive nature. I mean, I've walked with folks who've buried their babies rather than bring them home. At points bodies are racked with pain and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, it just steals our loved ones. And we can curse nature, we can rage against it, we can blame it. Or we can look beyond it and rest ourselves in God's secret purpose behind nature's odd ways. Forgiveness for people. We can't forgive systems. Uh, God is well aware of how flawed our systems are and how they hurt people. Economic systems lock people in poverty. Political systems pit side versus side. Corporate systems push people around, use them, turn them out like trash. We cannot forgive systems. We forgive people. And people hurt us in all kinds of ways. Sometimes we feel pain because actually we have it coming when our mother scolds us. Because we've slapped our sister. We deserve that. Often we don't have it coming. A child is screamed at by his drunken father for having been born. No child deserves that. And we feel this unhurt, unfair hurt, rather, in our relationships, Be- because our relationships, all of them, are temporary. So friendships end and lovers part. Folks get sick and die. It's just not fair. And there are people out there intent on hurting others. They aim to hurt us. Booth took aim at Lincoln in Ford's theater. Oswald plotting carrying out Kennedy's assassination. (laughs) Judas, he slithered through the night to betray his master. I, I know a pastor who had a private letter written and sent to a board accusing him of theological delinquencies. It was unfounded. It was unfair caused tons of trouble. And this critic was out to get the pastor and took cowardly steps to make it happen. Leaving the pastor with the question, what am I going to do with this unmerited, intentional, aggressive attack? You know, sometimes we're hurt with the spillovers of their problems. This often happens with children. Guy knows Morgan. He's trapped in this miserable marriage, and he actually has good reason for escape. But his two little children, they happen to be living in the same house. They're just drenched in the backwash of adult rage, and the children are wondering, maybe it's our fault. Our parents hate each other. Morgan just wants to get out of a hopelessly bad marriage. The last thing he wanted to do was hurt his kids but they got caught in the crossfire. They didn't have it coming. They were wronged. They were hurt. So we forgive people. We forgive because we've been hurt. And it doesn't matter how this hurt arrives at our door. We are hurt The kinds of hurts that need forgiving are deep hurts. Deep hurts can't be precisely measured, but they speak to the depth of pain lying in the heart. And annoyances don't really count. Uh, my life is sprinkled with annoyances. <laughs> I don't understand the rules at all the One, I'm annoyed that there's no way to make it through the new layout without backtracking. I'm also annoyed because I don't really know the rules. I mean, maybe you could help me. When someone parks their cart right in front of what you need, do you wait your turn or butt in front? Now, of the many great lessons I've learned in kindergarten, waiting your turn was near the top. And so I'm there waiting my turn and someone else doesn't end around and butts in line and get what they need and wanders off. That annoys me. I am beginning to learn that, pardon me, I just get what I need. And annoyances, they are nestles under our skin, but they're not deep enough to raise issue of forgiveness I mean I don't have to forgive that person hogging the space or butting in line you can swallow those annoyances and leave forgiveness for deeper hurts sometimes we're slighted you know people walk past us they ignore us and we like to be noticed we want to feel as if we're part of the group but when someone passes by without looking at us or speaking how dare they We don't have to send them off into exile. Shrug it off. Annoyances, slights, and even disappointments. I mean, they come regularly. (laughs) We're hurt uh, by people who do not do what we expect them to do for us. You know, we invest our lives in our children and take it for granted, living as if they're entitled. You come in second. I'm sorry to tell you, but we're not all winners. (laughs) You don't get the job. You're passed over for a promotion. And disappointment can come and slap you in the face and leave you feeling cheated. And that hurts, but that's still not quite deep enough for forgiveness. So being annoyed and being slighted and disappointed, they hurt us. It's not fair. But no need to make these misdemeanors major felonies. to usher us into a crisis of forgiving and they are being disloyal, betraying, and being brutal. Being disloyal is taking a relationship built on promise and trust and treating that person like a stranger. That's being disloyal. I mean, inside our circles of people and friends and groups, we're we're actually bound to each other with a promise. Uh, we make faith commitments to God, promises with bowed heads. We bride and groom, they make promises before God in witness. A uh, mother even makes a silent promise to care for this newborn while she willingly takes that child into her arms. And whether we've thought about it or not, it's this freely given promise to stay together to care for each other that is the invisible fiber holding us all together and the promises we make to each other give birth to trust people count on people who make promises babies count on mothers wives count on husbands friends count on friends and so when a father leaves his family in a lurch, he's disloyal because he's treated those people who belong to him as if they're strangers. When a son makes a habit out of line to manipulate his parents, he treats them as strangers even though he belongs to them. And disloyalty violates a relationship based on promise and trust. Disloyalty is not acceptable, it is offensive, and you cannot go on in a relationship like that unless that wrong is healed. If, if you turn the screws a little tighter, disloyalty becomes betrayal. A business partner, they're disloyal when they treat you like a stranger, but It becomes betrayal when that partner treats you like an enemy. Peter, he, he was disloyal to Jesus. He treated him like a stranger. Judas betrayed Jesus, sold him to his enemies. And betrayal can be public sharing of a word spoken in confidence. Husband who belittles his wife in front of guests A colleague who promises support, but secretly undercuts authority. A father who seduces his own daughter most certainly betrays her. There is something lying close to the human soul that cannot indulge treason. Not even trivial treason. Every human relationship built on trust is fractured by betrayal. Treating folks like enemies, that ushers us into crisis of forgiveness. And there's also brutality. I mean, typically as a rule, we forgive people, I mean, who belong to us in some way, but sometimes we have to forgive strangers who've woven themselves to us through brutality. A stranger breaks into your home at night while you're asleep, vulnerable, alone, privacy of your own room. He didn't touch you, you didn't see his face. Yet he came inside a private place where he had no right to be. That is brutality. A stranger rapes a woman in a dark parking lot, she is violated to the core. She doesn't know his name. She only felt his violence. But he's no longer a stranger. I mean, he's ravaged her and has become her personal enemy and they are bound together by violence. Husbands who beat their wives. Fathers who desert their families actually batter their children. And you can brutalize without touching. Mothers telling their children they're rotten worse than worthless father father's telling their daughters they are no better than prostitutes we are brutal when we reduce another to less than human it could be violent rape or a degrading insult it can be from a stranger or someone we know but no matter what brutality and it confronts us with this most agonizing crisis of forgiveness And so deep hurts, hurts deep enough that merit forgiveness include disloyalty, treating friends like strangers, brutality, or betrayal rather, treating friends like enemies, and brutality, treating folks as anything but human. And, And this human forgiveness is messy and we're hurt we don't understand it no one should be treated like this no one deserves this we're stuck in this messiness you know pastor you've done a great job painting this miserable picture how do we get out of the messiness the first step is to pause pause and just look up. And look at the cross. And look at the empty tomb. And remember our forgiving God. Remember the life and the teaching of our Savior first step out of the messiness of human forgiveness is actually to return to divine forgiveness. The history of Israel is a history of a forgiving God in search of a repentant people. And I am not responsible for anyone else, and neither are you. We cannot control others. But he cannot, you know, change their minds or their behaviors. They're actually responsible for themselves. But I am responsible for my heart. And you are responsible for your heart. And repentance and forgiveness of sin is a critical feature of Jesus' kingdom announcement. God is on the move. He has been, and He will be searching for repentant people. So to begin to get out of this messiness, the first question to ask is, are you going to be among the repentant?